baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sal Capaccio joining us this morning, Bill Sideline reporter for WGR 550. Sal, wow. The Bills had the game won and let it go last night. 12 men on the field. How does that happen? It's a great question. Um, Sean McDermott said they actually practiced this very scenario three times during the week. And the scenario is you go from dime defense, that's the formation they're using with six defensive backs, to making sure you get your field goal block team on as quick as possible because at the end of the game, end of the half, something like that can happen. And yet they botched it. So you have to look at coaching. You have to look at the players, what they were thinking, who was talking to whom, knowing who was supposed to be out there. It should have never got to that point, though, guys. should have never got to that point. The Bills made far, far too many mistakes to even be in a scenario where that would have to happen at the end of the game. Uh, the whole game, Sal, just incredible. And I, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of fans just got that sinking feeling, even though you know it was far from game over. I mean, come on, first offensive play of the game, fumble. And then, you know what, a couple plays later on offense, almost an interception, it just didn't feel right from the get-go. Right. I mean, and they played like that the whole game, offensively especially. I thought the defense played their butts off. They did everything they could to hold them in the game, hold on for dear life, kind of like they did against Cincinnati, um, kind of like they did a little bit against New England, you know, because the Bills were turning the ball over. Remember New England, first play of the game, Josh throws an interception. Here, first play of the game, uh, James Cook fumbles the ball. Bills turned the ball over four times. They were careless. This team, for the last six, seven years now, since Sean McDermott's been here, has been one of the most, you know, detailed-oriented, buttoned-up teams in the league. They're very good with that stuff. It's just it's it's really gotten away from them this year. And last night it really came out um, four different times. You cannot turn the ball over like that, and that just seemed to routinely happen. First play of the game was very indicative of the way a lot of the rest of the night was going to go. Yeah, it was just one miscue after another. Uh, Josh Allen with two picks yeah. and a fumble. He leads the NFL in interceptions now with eleven. What is he saying? I mean, I'm not putting it all on him, but what is he saying about his performance? Yeah, I know you're. I know you're not putting it all on him, but just for context for everybody, the first interception clearly was not on him. That's a drop by Gabe Davis, which goes back to what we said, right? Which is you got to be better than that. You're, you're, that's your job. Catch the ball. He didn't, and it gets batted into another player's hands. Second interception, completely on Josh. Don't know why he's trying to throw that ball and fit it in a tight window on the sidelines with 45 seconds left in the half. You can't do that in that situation. You have to be able to throw the ball away. He kind of telegraphed it. Bad decision. Bad pass. I asked him what he. What, what happened on that play at the end, uh, after the game, he just said he left it a little bit inside. Uh, what he's saying is um, not much. He was very, uh, a man of few words after the game, very dejected uh, after the game. So um, he says he's still confident in the people in the room because he knows he's you know seen them do it before. And I would expect that same messaging to come out this week. But he was a man of um, not very many words after the game last night. So what exactly is uh, wrong with this Bills offense that used to, I mean, Sal, it was like clockwork, right? To, you used to always be able to count on them to get the job done. And you can stretch this back into last year even. That just is not 
been the case? Is it missing pieces? Is it something with the coaching? What are you seeing out there? Well, I mean, that's such a it's a it's a tough question to answer, right? I think it's a lot of things, Brian. And and I, I'll go back to the answer I just gave you, though, which is they're not detail oriented and doing the things that you have to do in an NFL football game against other professionals who are coached to win to beat them. And those are things that do come down to coaching. And we, co- you know, we always focus on the head coach and the coordinator. Well, there's position coaches too. Are the position coaches coaching the right techniques and repping them? Are the players, you know, doing everything at practice to be completely detail oriented and, you know, focus. I don't think it's a lack of focus, but you know, all those things go into coaching football. And then sometimes you can chalk things up to bad luck that can happen. Um, so I just think it's a combination of a lot of things. But more than anything, what's wild to me is this is this offense doesn't stink. They're moving the ball. Even last night they had three hundred almost three hundred and seventy yards of offense. That's good. They had over seven yards of play. Seven point one, seven point two, I think, last night. This has been the story of the year, but guess what? They make a critical mistake at a critical moment, and they've been doing this all year, and it happened again last night many times. And the defense, which is depleted, actually yeah. kept them in the game. It did, and I thought it was interesting. Sean kind of mentioned that a couple times. Like, he, he, was, he was not happy. He even said, I'm not happy right now. That was his words after the game last night, McDermott. And that was part of it. He, you know, he talked about the defense without five starters. And they were still, and it was, it was true, guys. I mean, like, they, they just kept going out there and having to defend the field and defend the field and defend the field. And offense kept giving the ball back to Denver and giving the ball back to Denver. And there's only so much you can ask of any defense, let alone a depleted defense like that. I thought they played their butts off. And one of the other reasons is because they had to defend short fields. Guys, special teams was brutal last night. Brutal. Like, you, you talk about the first question you asked me, Susan, was like, how does it happen 12 men on the field? That's a special teams play, too. That's, you know, Matthew Smiley's the coordinator, and he has special teams assistants, and there's there's leaders on special teams, all those people. And they, for some reason, they punted the ball to Marvin Mims and kicked it to him. That didn't turn out well. Sam Martin had a bad day. I, I don't know if I ever remember a game, ever, where the average starting field position was a team's own 41-yard line throughout the game. That's, th- that's unacceptable. You can't have that happen, and that's a failure of turning the ball over, and it's a failure on special teams and not covering kicks and everything that goes into that. Is it over, Sal? I mean, you know, 5-5 five and five seems crazy because you are, like, in the hunt. There's a lot of teams just uh, hanging out there. But with the losses they've had against teams that are all, you know, also right there with them, and then, well, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Dallas, Miami, L.A., even uh, if you want it, still on the schedule. feels really bleak. Well, it's never over in the NFL until it actually is officially over. I think we've seen that. Remember, you know, even 2017 when it took a miracle for the Bills to get in. You never know. It feels really bleak. The percentage chances, if you go to, like, the different, you know, metrics that give playoff percentages, the Bills are at, like, 25 to 30% now on most. I think something like that. Um, but they're 5-5, five and five, and that doesn't – that they're not out of the playoff picture. A lot of teams are 5-5. Five and five. You know, they're on the outside looking in but there are still seven games left to play, and a lot of things can happen in those seven games. Am I going to sit here and tell you I think they're going to win, go 6-1 and and make the playoffs? No, I'm not going to tell you that. But I will tell you it's the NFL, and they could come out next week and suddenly look like a different team and then suddenly go to Philadelphia and, you know, win that game, and then you're looking at, oh, my gosh, what? wow, this team looks a lot better now. So, no, it's not over, 
and they're they're certainly not going to operate like it's over, right? If anybody's expecting, you know what's going to happen. This always happens. Well, t- fans will say, okay, well, just start playing for a draft pick. That's just not going to happen. The Bills are going to go out and try to win every single game and try to make the playoffs still, and they, I'm sure they believe all they have to do is get in and anything can happen. The good news, Sal, no more nighttime primetime games. There actually now. is one, but it's on a Saturday night before Christmas. Well, it's I'm December saying, 23rd. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but that's that's a little different. That's a weekend. It's a Saturday night. It's Christmas weekend. You're right. Now it is a bunch of 425 p.m. starts. The next two games, 425 p.m. at home, 425 p.m. in Philadelphia. You have a bye week, then another 425 at Kansas City, 425 at home against Dallas. So the next five weeks, four games, all at 425 p.m. You're right. And as you can probably tell from my voice, I'm feeling it. I feel it. I mean, it's been three straight, right? I got home at 3 o'clock last night in the morning. And, uh, you know, these are these are getting late. And that's the price you pay for being a really good team. But it's a pretty rough morning when you lose like that and have to, you know, get up to talk about it and dissect it and analyze it and think about what's going on. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Sal, thank you for the time and... I mean, let's turn it around next week, I guess. Uh, Sal Capaccio was on the sideline, on the call on WGR. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.